Hi, I'm Amanda Pashuko. This is She Love. Hello, it's Davida. I'm Gina Lovato. Hey, it's Anna Dunn. I'm Caitlin Beer. This is Melissa Novak. It's Sean Jacobson. Hey, it's Bethany Nicole, and welcome to Sex Party. And welcome to Sex Party. Welcome to Sex Party. Welcome to Sex Party. Welcome to Sex Party. <laughs> Sex Party with your host, Dustin Ripka. Welcome to Sex Party. I'm your host, Dustin Ribka. How are you guys doing out there? What's a better flavor, grape or cherry? Hmm. Think about it before you answer. On this episode of Sex Party, I'm going to be talking with Dominique DeVita. She's a certified Tantra coach. Listen, if you don't know what Tantra is, you're in the right place. If you know what Tantra is, you're in the right place. This is my conversation with Dominique DeVita. This week's conversation. conversation. Dominique DeVita, hello. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Thanks so much for having me here, Dustin. I've been looking forward to having this conversation with you. Yeah, I'm super pumped about it. Um, I'm really, really excited to have you here. I think with you, I think this is going to be a very valuable episode of sex party because it's um there's so many different angles and so many different things but i think that you provide like more more there's like more power to your punch if you will there's more there's so much there um so I, I, i i like if you would uh introduce yourself you know tell the audience a little bit about what 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 you do who you are awesome Well, hello everyone. I'm Dominique DeVita. I am a registered nurse and certified Tantra coach and sexpert. To be an expert, something you have to put 10,000 hours in and I've done my field research. So now I'm a sexpert. (laughs) And with everything that I've learned, I like to share that with my clients and I'm looking forward to sharing that here with all the listeners here today. And I just love to bring together what I know about the human body from being a nurse for decades and then everything that I've learned with the energetics of sex and pleasure through Tantra and then just some other experiences that I've had. So I'm here to have a eye-opening conversation and how to really get this um, sex party started. So Yeah, there we go. It's awesome. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, it, you're, you're a bit of the, the Doctor Strange type where you have like a clinical medical on one side and then the other side you sort of have this like I guess it would be like metaphysical, I guess. Right. Or like exactly mystic, uh, thing going on. So you have like the best of both worlds. Um, for me, like I'm, I'm probably what you would call, I don't know, like probably a skeptic or like a non-believer, but that being said, the other side to that coin is that I'm insanely fascinated by all of that. Um, I just started, practicing meditation a little bit and that's been like a game changer so it's like opened me up to all sorts of fun stuff so i love i love actually love being in that position where it's like i don't know but then it's like oh wow shit that does kind of that does kind of work so um with tantra i'm saying it correctly right i don't have like the tongue flip like you No, it's okay it's it tantra (laughs) in uh, in sanskrit india is tantra but even sometimes i'm just you know i'm from texas so sometimes i put a little texas twang on it and i'm like tantra so whatever yeah (laughs) we all know what we're talking about here 
Yeah, because I feel like the natural, like, people are like, Tantra? And it's like, nah, that's not, that's not, you know, like, so when I say Tantra, I'm like, wow, what a cool word, first of all. It's like, yes, a, fun, it's a, it's like it's, a fun thing to say. It's a powerful word. It's a Sanskrit from, from India is where these practices came from. And these practices were also used in Egypt in ancient times. But the word comes from India, and it means expansion or weaving or looming, and it's just bringing things together of all these different energetic practices and everything. And initially these teachings were just for males only. And it was for the men that wanted to really have these high states of nirvana and enlightenment from prolonged meditation and just using the energy within their body to reach these states of elevated consciousness and expanded consciousness. So they, these techniques were just for men initially. And then whenever, um, the rulers, the emperors and the rulers of the society would use these practices to be empowered, but they would keep this information away from the common people because it's challenging to control society when society taps into the magic of themselves and their own power. So it's got some really amazing tools for expansion, enlightenment, and mainly to simplify it though, to keep the shit simple. It's just yeah. how the fuck do we get out of our logical brain and stop overthinking and then drop into our bodies and use all of our five senses to truly feel more pleasure and to not be distracted by outside stressors and things like that. So we can connect one deeply with ourselves and then with a lover and have full presence. And then that is a game changer. So Tantra yeah. helps you with tools for that. Yeah. And so what I'm hearing, like, especially with the societal stuff is that there's no better time than right now to be talking about Tantra because of all of the chaos that's going on in the, in the world, you know, we want to tap into that, uh, that power. Right. Yes. And a lot of people, it's a big misconception, a misconception that I even had is that I thought I needed a partner to begin learning Tantra. But it actually can begin as a solo practice. It's best to begin just learning these techniques, embodying them for yourself, and then sharing them with a lover. So Tantra really just starts with you. It, you don't have to have a partner to begin. Or even if you're in a relationship and your partner's a little skeptical, like Dustin, you shared that you can be a skeptic. Huh. If your partner's skeptical, just you showing up differently will impact the dynamics of what you're experiencing with that person. Because relationships are just a mirror for us. So they're going to reflect back to us where we are in relationship to ourselves. So when we work on our inner relationship and our inner world, when we become our own best lovers, then we become better lovers and we attract better lovers. Right. And that's, that's sort of um, something I wanted to, to, to dive into a lot more too. Um, if you had to boil Tantra down to just like a sentence or two in terms of like the practical usage and the practical, like, understanding how would you do that what mm -hmm. is tantra again tantra is just something to help you get out of your overthinking mind and drop you into connecting to your body sometimes we can also be disconnected from our bodies if we've had a history of trauma or something traumatic as a child where we don't feel safe to be in our bodies and we're kind of more daydreamy and out in imagination land or overthinking and being very logical or we have shame and we don't connect to our bodies because we feel shame around pleasure or sex or things like that. Tantra helps you get rid of these intimacy blocks and help you connect better with yourself. But also with helping mainly with meditation practices and what are called white Tantra practices is meditation, breath work, 
um, uses of symbols, other things to help you connect differently to your body by first focusing on your largest sex organ, which is your brain. So that's why it's so amazing that you started a meditation practice because you're able to have better sex and prolonged states of pleasure when you're able to stay present with yourself and have prolonged states of meditation and have that those kind of mindful practices and states in your body. Yeah, and it is, even when you come to it from a skeptical point of view, meditation, right, at least, um, it's... Uh, you can tell a difference like right away and most definitely, you know, maybe that's just like the quieting of the mind or whatever that is, but it's almost like your brain is like, you go through like a cleaning or something. It's very strange, but it's very like welcome and it's very cool. Um, and I, I look forward to like diving into just the meditation more. So if someone wanted to begin the process of learning Tantra and they wanted to start slow and what like what would be the the steps that they would go through to start out the first thing to do would be to start with a meditation practice would be the best beginning place and then after that adding things with breath work and i actually just launched an intro to tantra course which is a six-week course to help people and help guide you on that journey it's something you can open the modules and go in and have guidance because there's a lot of tools and practices in here that allow amazing transformation. Tantra reminds me of just, I always felt before I discovered Tantra that I would compare myself to like a butterfly. And I just felt like I kept staying so long in this like caterpillar stage to cocoon stage. And then I really went in deep and took a step away from dating for a bit and really did cocoon myself and working with Tantra and then I emerged on the other side as the butterfly. And it really allows powerful metamorphosis and transformation. So when we start to change the relationship we have with ourselves and how we connect with our bodies and how we are able to tap into the energies of our bodies, then everything starts to really expand and open up for us. It's a fucking game changer. And I was late to the meditation party too. I was very resistant to meditation. Even when I started learning Tantra and I would try the meditation practices, I would get so frustrated. I was just like, I just cannot do this. And I'm, I finally started using the Headspace app. So if you're wanting to learn a meditation practice, and especially if you're having resistance, the Headspace app, you can go to headspace.com. It will give you some lessons initially on how to meditate and gives you these little tutorials and then gives you some guided meditations. And one of the best things that I learned through that app is this analogy of, imagine that you're sitting on the sidewalk and all the traffic is driving by you, the cars are driving by. When in meditation, it's not that you're gonna have an absence of thought, because that's what I thought too. And I was just like, oh my gosh, there's still thoughts in my head. I'm just sucking at this. I'm not getting right. it. And I would just, yeah. then I would get frustrated. And it's like, no, the thoughts are still going to be there, but it's just like you're sitting on the sidewalk and you allow the, the cars to drive by. You're not going to go run and play in the traffic. Right. So you just sit there and allow them to pass you by. And sometimes if we get connected and we get pulled into a thought, instead of shaming ourselves or being, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. Just have an awareness. Okay, I did that fine. And just return back to your breath. Yeah. And I think that's a huge, like really, really important. Like we had just reached a, a, a crossroads here already in this conversation. Um, 
I think uh, what's really important is that some people think, like you said, meditating, you have to control all the thoughts, you have to hone in, because that's like one school of meditative thought is that you have to like quiet the mind, all of this stuff. But then like for me, the kind that I started practicing or trying out was more of like a transcendental meditation where it's like, no, just let all the crazy fucking thoughts about whatever come and, and, and just don't, I mean, you know, just let them be there. When that, when I figured that like it was a different kind of meditation, I was like, man, it was a game changer because then I could, you're just literally sitting there. And eventually like, you know, after a while, those things do quiet down. So I think that is a really, really strong piece. Like a lot of people will try to like, oh, I can't quiet my brain. I can't quiet my brain. And it's like a never ending battle. So they give up. So I think that's really important that you said that. Yes. And it's, I love that you're doing transcendental meditation. That's a powerful meditative practice. So if you're going to begin, that would be great to do. And even, you know, David Lynch is really big on transcendental meditation. I think also Russell Brand really is so powerful and helps with your creativity and all kinds of other things because the impact that it has on your brain. So you get more creative outside the bedroom and inside the bedroom. Yeah. So, and that's, that's the other thing is like, how can you talk about the connection between Tantra and, and um, you know, the breathing and, and the mindfulness, like with sex, like how, like, cause that's a huge, I mean, it's good for a lot of different things, but like, meditating, practicing Tantra, like what's the connection with sex? Cause it's really more of a connected sort of practice. It's like, you can't have one without the other, obviously, but they really do like influence each other, you know, better sex, better, less stress, that sort of thing. Great question, Dustin. I'm loving this. So the three main tenets of Tantra are breath, sound and movement. And so whenever you're able to first be in a meditative mindset, one, you know, again, you're disconnecting from your logical mind where you can be overthinking, where sex is more performative, where you could even be disconnected. Or sometimes, you know, I know that you might not be aware of this, Dustin, but I know a lot of your female listeners will be aware of this. Sometimes as a, in the feminine, we're actually, our intuition is so strong. We can actually sense sometimes when it feels like our male partner is just masturbating inside of our bodies, that they're disconnected that they're thinking about maybe a porn scene that they've seen or a fantasy or whatever, even it could be a fantasy that they're having with us, but there's so much in their mind about things and they're not dropped in and fully present. Right. Now, whenever you can give the presence to your partner, like just like a present, the presence is the truest gift. And when you can be fully present and drop in and connect to that love to your lover It creates also for when males are able to do this and also creates an extra layer of safety for the feminine. Because so often in society, you know, whenever you talk about going on a date, a first date, if you ask, they did a poll and they asked women and men, what were their biggest fears on a first date? For males, their biggest fear was being laughed at. For females, for females, the biggest fear was being killed. Wow, that's a huge gap. Yes. So, (laughs) 
Oh my God. Yes. Because, you know, there are things that, you know, put women in danger in dating situations. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right. But so, like, like the dude's like, I don't want to be left at. And then the woman's like, well, I just want to be able just to go Just don't home kill me, okay? End of the, at the end of the That'd night. That'd be a great day. That's just, Jesus you know. Christ. Oh, not do I have food in my teeth, but am I fucking dead? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yikes. So that element of safety, when you can feel safe with a lover actually allows the feminine to relax and get out of the mind of like analyzing things and needing to wonder and check for safety cues, even if they aren't aware of it. Sometimes because of generational trauma and from our ancestors being passed down in our DNA, we're still a little hypervigilant. And meditative practices also help you to let go of that, those states of mind and, and relax. Another thing that's great too about breath is if you look at, okay, whenever we're talking about your root chakra, which is a chakra and energy center in Tantra in India, we work on the energy centers and the root chakra is in your perineum at the base of your tailbone. And a lot of people are really uptight in their anal sphincter. You know, we've all heard people, we've said like, oh my gosh, they're so uptight. You know, they're such a tight ass, like whatever. Right. But they can be having a lot of stress in their bodies. And, and also from ancient times in our DNA for both males and females in the past, we had to worry about was a saber tooth tiger going to jump out at us at any moment? You know, so right. there were these safety things that were ingrained in us that where we always are kind of being on alert uh, for attack. Right. Yeah. Right. So whenever we have this stress because of modern day life, not meditating, and we're keeping our stress levels higher, then what happens is your anal sphincter will tighten up. And then when your anal sphincter tightens up, your jaw tightens up and your eye sphincter tightens up. Whenever you use things like breath and breath work and using a, a breath practice, even if you just take a few minutes a day and just drop into your body with some nice breaths, because Breaths are like love notes to your body. And you take some deep breaths and you just feel safe in that moment and you drop into your body and check in. You're actually switching over from being in your left brain, your logical brain to your right brain. And that's where you're going to feel more pleasure. So whenever we can spend more time in this right side of our brain, we actually are able to relax more. And then those sphincter muscles relax. And so then orgasms and pleasure flow more easily. Also, the other benefits of that is when you lower your stress levels and you lower your cortisol levels, then you lower risk of getting disease and things like that. Because disease is just dis-ease, discomfort in our body, right? So these practices help you to lower your cortisol level and then having all this pleasure as a byproduct of this can actually enhance your feel-good hormones and, and decrease your stress level even more. So, you know, pleasure is medicine. So breathing helps you connect more into your body and drop in, helps you to relax your muscles and let go of the tension. And then when I say the three main tenets of tantra are breath and sound, because sound is like a thief and it steals that tension from our bodies. So that's why moaning is really great during sex because it's just, oh my gosh, you get to let go of that sound. You know, even if you just like, if everyone here right now, if you were just to take a nice full deep breath and then the breath, you exhale and you just go, and just make that sound or a sigh and how that can just relax your body and help you drop in because you're letting go of tension in our body. So 
For males, if males have a lot of tension in their body, they can ejaculate more quickly. And for females, if we're holding a lot of tension in our bodies, you're not able to surrender and be receptive to the pleasure and be in our most orgasmic states. Right. I mean, so let's real quick jump back to the tight asshole thing. So yeah. basically what, what you're saying is a large portion of the world is just walking around with insanely tight assholes. Exactly. And, and that they we we need to relax the tight assholes. And the first step to doing that is to is to to breathe, like to remember to breathe throughout the day. Um, and, and, and when you're taking a breath, it's not just like a little, you know, weak, like, <gasps> like it, you're the kind of want to breathe with like your, your, your belly, right. Your stomach. Exactly. Like kinda, okay, exactly. Yeah. And I'm All so right, glad, I'm, you, I'm so glad you brought that up too, because when I'm a registered nurse, so as a nurse, when I would work in recovery room and I would take care of infants or little newborns that were having surgery, whenever babies and everything are little, the way we count their respiratory rate is we actually put our hand on their bellies mm -hmm. and count from how they're breathing from their belly. Because when we're babies, we actually breathe more deeply. We breathe from our belly. What happens in our society is because we start to model after the parents and the older people around us, we get so restricted and shut down in our society. We get so worried about what other people think that we start to breathe just from our rib cage from here up. But naturally when we're born, we breathe with more expansion, but then we don't want our breathing to be so visible. Right? So we're just always like playing small, dimming our light, shutting down. And when we're shutting ourselves down and we keep doing that, we're shutting down our pleasure. We're shutting down our power. So it's really important that we do these things to expand our energy expand our breathing and breathe fully because we're not giving our body the deep breaths that we need. We're breathing more shallow and we're being more contracted. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's so, um, logical, right? Like it's just, it, there is no mystic to any of that shit. It's like, it's very logical. It's science. And so, yeah. And so I, yeah, it's science. Um, so I really like appreciate you putting that, um, that logic to it. So people listening to this are like, Oh, like this isn't some like, you know, elevate your thinking, like whatever, like this is like, has some logic to it. Like, duh. Right. Yes. Um, so yeah, no, I love that. And, and yeah, that's the thing is like, I just learned about breathing from your belly versus cause when I take a deep breath, I, I do it like from my chest. I've always done it. Right. And it's great. But like, then I tried doing it from the belly and it was like game changer. Like, what the fuck? I, I had no idea. It just felt so much more like restorative. And like, it, like, you know, even, even just for a little bit, it, it sort of clears up that stress for a little bit or whatever. Um, and relaxes your asshole, I guess. So yeah, it's great. You, you know, we don't want to be uptight assholes. No, I know. Right. And, <laughs> and, um, it's not very pleasurable. Not at all. Yeah. For anyone. Um, okay. So can I share a little more on this, on the breath? Absolutely. I have an awesome tip for everyone listening. This is yes. really powerful for females, but this is also a good tip for males to know about as well. So you can help your lover with this one. So a lot of time with breath, when we breathe more deeply, we're actually able to experience orgasmicness more easily and more pleasure. So one thing when you're having sex, we need to step away from the performative aspects and just enjoy the journey and be like, how much pleasure can I experience in this moment? 
Because there can be the pressure to perform, the pressure for a female, like, I feel like I'm supposed to orgasm or my partner's going to be disappointed and vice versa. The males can feel that pressure too, right? Right. So if you just enjoy, enjoy the journey, but one thing that's super helpful is to breathe deeply and just imagine that like where your pussy is and for males, your sex organ, but your, your penis, but where your sex organs are and imagine that from there and up in, up inside the uh. body. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You hear that? Go, buddy. Go. I know. Speed racer. He's Uh, excited. I I know. You know, some people perform on the road. Some people perform in bed, you know, wherever. Boom. (laughs) So in the streets or in the sheets. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice job. So anyway, so the, so you imagine that you have from your pussy, then going all the way up to the top of your head. Imagine you have like a straw in the center of your body. And that you're just breathing deeply all the way from your pussy, all the way up, up, up to the top of your head. And that allows that turn on. So as you start to get more aroused, you just want to breathe up and allow that to surge through your body. And that even helps males experience full body orgasms too. Men can do this as well. If you tap into your breath and just don't keep all of the turn on in your pelvic area. But for females, there's been so often, I've had this experience too, where I just knew I was on the verge of a powerful orgasm i could just feel like i was just almost there and the buildup was insane and i was like oh my gosh this is gonna feel so good and then it just would escape me and i was like where mm. the fuck did that go and then i learned about breath work what it's like is you imagine like you have a candle and there's the flame to the candle to keep the flame going it needs oxygen So, uh, so often right before this big orgasmic moment for females, subconsciously unaware, we don't notice we do this. We tense up because there's so much pleasure. It kind of feels overwhelming. We tense up and then we hold our breath a little bit. And when we hold the breath, it's almost like snuffing out that flame on the candle. And then it just dissipates and goes away. So as a male, when you can tell your partner's having a lot of pleasure, you can whisper in her ear and you can demonstrate you know, breathing deep, like model that for her and breathe deeply. And then you can experience that pleasure going all the way, you know, through the body too, but just say, Hey, take a deep breath, like breathe in deeply and see how that impacts the pleasure because there'll be, it'll be more easy to orgasm and you'll feel more pleasure in those moments. And even when you self-pleasure, take the time and just breathe in deeply and breathe all the way. You can practice this out on yourself and just see how that pleasure becomes more of a full body thing and how it expands. Yeah, no. And that's so fucking great. Like that whole, this whole thing is great because I feel like, um, you know, anxiety where it affects everything, but with sex, like you can't have an orgasm and anxiety in the same space, right? So it's like, this helps to put you into a state where um, there isn't, the, you know, the, the anxiety is sort of depleted and then your orgasm can flourish, right? If you will. Yes. Uh, and so I feel like that's really important because we're sort of, I don't know, at least in 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 the culture, I feel like uh, it's it's like, you meet somebody, or at least in my experiences, it's like, okay, come on, let's fuck. Let's, let's uh, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Like, it's like this rush to like bang each other. And then if someone doesn't come or if someone doesn't, you know, doesn't, doesn't seem like they're aroused, like, it's just like this weird feeling. And I've talked about this before, but it, it like, 
then adds to the anxiety. And then you've got two people who are anxious, who are like desperately trying to like make each other come, but not really because all they're doing is adding to the anxiety. So So that's why, yeah, it really is. And And I feel like it affects a lot of, of what we then say about sex and how we feel about sex. Like, Oh, like, you know, I didn't come or he didn't make me come or she didn't make or whatever. And, and it's like, you know, your, your, um, your pleasure is like your responsibility, right? That's a thing. Yeah. I always encourage the women that I work with that your pleasure is your responsibility. And it's great to be with a partner that's aware and that cares about your pleasure by all means definitely. Right. But we also need to take matters into our own hands as women. And so one of the things that I say is one, never fake orgasm because you're giving mixed signals to your lover. Cause then your lover's going to think, Oh, that really worked for them last time. And they're going to go and do more of that. You don't want more of that. It wasn't working. So, you know, even if you think I'm never going to be with this person again, at least for the sake of all the future women that are going to be with that person, let them know and communicate with them. Don't let them think like, oh, this is such a great move, right? So, you know, as women, we've got we to gotta help each other out with this and, <laughs> and, um, and not allow our egos to get in the way. It's so important. Yeah. And so then the other thing with that is, you know, touch yourself if you need to. If you need more, some more stimulation on your clit and you're doing something, like especially if you're doing doggy style and you like more stimulation with your clit or whatever you like, Go ahead and do that. You know, give yourself a hand. And if your lover is intimidated by that and and their ego is more important than your pleasure, then that's a whole other conversation that you need to have with them. Yeah, get another lover. Yeah, because your pleasure does matter. But just take the time and have that pleasure and and don't fake it and don't feel shame about it because you can experience pleasure in a lot of other ways. And, you know, it's really good to communicate because it does put a lot of pressure. And when you spoke on anxiety, that's also the reason that meditation is so good because sometimes we can be intimate with a partner or lover. And then we think of the long laundry list of things that we didn't finish for the day or the dirty laundry in the corner or something stressful that happened during the day or something, a bill or whatever that's popping up. And that's disconnecting us from that moment of experienced pleasure. And it also, we're connecting more to the anxiety and the stressors of our daily life instead of really being fully in states of pleasure in the bedroom where we're letting go. That's our our time to escape from all the pressures from the world and really tap into the power of pleasure and, you know, having this amazing connection with a lover without even the destination always having to be an orgasm, right? It doesn't always have to be that way because are you having intimacy? Are you having connection? Are you still feeling pleasure? So letting go of performance is important. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to do anything, let alone have an orgasm. Like when all you can hear is the Honda CRV guy driving back and forth in your mind. Well, you know, so yeah, stress is a motherfucker and anxiety is a motherfucker. And it's like those things literally prohibit good times. They prohibit orgasm. They prohibit laughter. They prohibit, you know, joy, if you will. Right. So that's, that, that's, basically why I wanted to to speak with you because I felt from my very extremely limited knowledge of Tantra that you could, you know, as you are walk, walk us through it. Um, and, and like, you know, people could take away some things to maybe try even just on in the more, more basic sense, the breathing, the 
being more mindful. Like, I just feel again, like there's, it's always like this rush, right? Like sex, it's, you know, with, a, with another person is a, is a dance. Like what happens if you like, you know, I had a wedding, right. And you just pick up another person without asking and start dancing with them. Like I, I had an uncle that used to do it all the time, like drunk and like every, and it, did, it never worked out good. Right. <laughs> like somebody always ends up on the floor. So it's like, you have to like communicate with your partner the same way you would, you know, if you were not my drunk uncle. So it's like, there's that, uh, takes two to tango bullshit that people always say. It's really true. Like with sex and with any, any sort of intimacy, uh, any sort of like sexual activity, like a conversation for fuck's sake. Like, you know what I mean? Like it takes two people to really be engaged. If one person's on their phone, or like, you know, trolling Instagram and you're trying to talk to them about something that means something to you, you like automatically, you feel like turned off. And yeah, because you're not feeling I, connected because we exactly. want to build connection and we want our lovers to pay attention to us, right? We yeah, build- you took the words right out of my mouth. And that's why you're here, because I, I really want to hone in on how, how do the listeners get more connected to themselves and then therefore their partner. How do we take a time out and say, let's reassess. I feel like a lot of relationship problems. Again, I'm not qualified to talk about relationships, but here we are, you know, <laughs> like how do, how do, how do they have that conversation with themselves first and then in turn with their partner or their friend or their sex, you know? So I, I exactly. love that. And the, and the other thing with conversation too, is even, if females are not, if they're shy about expressing to a lover what their desires are, or, you know, they don't want to give, feel like they're giving too much direction, just even like moaning a little more when there's things that you like, you know, or just saying, yes, that feels so good. Or just giving some kind of feedback. That way you have a feedback loop and your partner can be aware of the things that you're enjoying and just taking that awareness with your lover. And then the other thing is, when, whenever you're experiencing, whenever you're experiencing Tantra, what helps so much is whenever I look at the chakras and the energy centers in your body, body, there's these spinning wheels of energy in your body. This is a little more metaphysical, but it's true. They actually recently did some scans with some different isotope and they could see these, the vision of these energy centers in the bodies. But this was something that was discovered by these techniques thousands of years ago. And then people just trusted that it was there. But whenever you start to work with the energy centers that you have and inside your body, you have seven main energy centers from your root chakra going all the way up to your crown chakra. Most people just are operating from their bottom two of the seven chakras and they're closed down. Especially a lot of us have a blocked heart chakra. And whenever for females, especially when our heart chakras open, our orgasms flow more easily. We're more orgasmic when that heart chakra is open. But we shut down our heart chakra because of the mother-father wound, which I help my clients on, or heartbreak from a past lover. And we're shutting down and we put this walls and this armor up to protect ourselves. And we feel like we're keeping the bad out, but we're also keeping the good from coming in. So we're also blocking ourselves off. Whenever you're able to understand the subtle energies of the chakras and the energy centers, then you're actually able to experience more pleasure with your lover because you'll start to, on an energetic level, you'll get more tuned into sensation. Instead of overthinking, you start really feeling and dropping in with your body. And then whenever you're able to do that, 
it is like this beautiful dance with your lover because if both of you are aware of your energy, you can even sense the energy and the surging and anticipate what your lover wants. And it's like your intuition and your third eye starts to kick in and you just instinctually can connect in like, how do I feel like they would want to be touched? And you just have a beautiful dance with your lover once you start understanding and fine tuning those energy centers within your body. So it's really powerful, powerful, magical, game changing stuff. Yeah. I mean, and, and they in turn will start vibing back with you. And then on next thing, you know, you're dancing, you know what I mean? You're, you're doing whatever the thing is, you're, whether it's sex or, or conversing or dance or whatever, you know, when you have that connection, you know, that's, that's charisma. That's, uh, you know, whatever word you want to put on it, but that's when, yeah, there we go. That's, that's when the magic happens, you know, and um, yes. it's super important. And it and it's it's increasingly rare with in our like super stressful, like tight ass fucking society that we're we're in now. So that's why these conversations are so important. Something that you that I in researching you, um, I a statement you made, which. To me, is like a, just a insane mic drop when I heard you say it. I was like, holy shit, how powerful is that? And it's, we all come from sexual energy. So why is there so much shame around sex? Like, literal mind, mind, like, we're all here because there was sexual energy between two people. Literally, like, all of creation comes from sexual energy. Like, how, how brilliant is that? Like, that is so cool. And so, I, I mean, I had to think about it for a minute. Like, wow. So, if, yeah, if you can expound, like, you know, on that a little bit. I'd love to. I'd love to. Yeah, because there's so much shame around sex in our society and people yes, there repress is. it or and they don't want to talk about it. And it's so taboo. But it's the very reason for our existence. And so it's really wild to me, like, when I'm on social media platforms and they'll be like, your content doesn't meet community guidelines. I'm like, well, there would be no fucking community if it wasn't for sex. So I don't know how this is so bad, but then we can turn on TV and see violence and murder and blood and gore and even let our kids watch that. And that's okay. Right. Right. And these destructive things, but something as beautiful as sex, because if we use sex at our highest vibration with good intention and beautiful connection, sex can be such a beautiful thing. Just like Marvin Gaye would sing about like this amazing sexual healing that's available to us. It's just that, we haven't been given the proper sex education. And so often to learn about sex, we turn to, and our parents didn't get the proper sex education. So when they talk to us about the birds and the bees or whatever, they probably didn't have a lot to share with us either. Like these practices I'm teaching are thousands of years old and then were kept away from people for so long. And so, you know, we can get this misinformation. So then we go to look at porn to learn about sex. And then that's a big problem because that's acting and the the women there aren't really having orgasms. They're faking orgasms. And then males are thinking, oh, women really love that. And then they're trying to do that in the bedroom and bring those moves to the bedroom. And there should be a total thing, just like you wouldn't watch Fast and Furious and then go learn how to drive after watching that. You shouldn't try to learn how to fuck based on what you saw in porn. Well, whoever's driving around outside your house definitely watched a lot of Fast and Furious. <laughs> I have the whole, yeah, you know, the whole team is right outside, right? Sounds like Mad Max out there. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, I think it makes for a better show. Fuck it. Oh, good. So, yeah, we have the race cars, and then we're just like, slow down. Like, they need to slow down, and they need to slow down in the bedroom, too. Like, for real. Like, like it's that's a perfect example. It's almost like they're giving us, like, an artistic move to show us like hey this is what you shouldn't do you guys are talking about slowing things down and breathing and they're like you know i'm from popping wheelies and shit i'm from texas i'm like you know i'm really located at a racetrack i just didn't want to let you know my secrets out (laughs) so funny so 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 yeah it's just so important though that we're able to like slow down in sex and not speed things up because especially for when you look at the orgasm gap Females, it takes over 20 minutes for women to get fully to the higher states of arousal. Or males, the arousal can happen with a sudden onset and then it can go away and diminish quickly. Or women, it can take a little time. Like we need to be preheated. You know what I mean? We need that foreplay so that our arousal yeah. can, can build up. And if it takes women when partnered sex to have orgasm, it takes about 20 minutes or so. And if a male doesn't last 20 minutes or longer, then the female can end up just getting frustrated because the female's like, I'm just starting to get turned on. It's almost like we're getting treated with blue balls. Do you see what I mean? It's like we're getting turned on and then it's game over. So then when males are like, oh, my partner doesn't want to have sex with me anymore. I'm just like, you know, or I have female clients that are like, I don't want to have sex with my husband anymore. It's, It's not doing anything for me. And they're wanting to shut down. I'm just like, have your husband work with me and I'll teach them some things. And then when I do that, the women are more interested and have a higher sex drive than the male because they're finally getting that soul satisfying sex that we've been craving for so long. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is an insanely vicious cycle um, because it, it does like plague all sorts of stuff. Like when someone, when, when the pleasure is like one sided, it's the worst because the other side that's left sort of like, Oh, that sucked. Or that would like, you're, you're right. People do too. Now they don't want to have sex. And then there's this huge thing. I mean, think about how many divorces I'm sure you see it all the time. Like how many people were divorced or cheated, like, because they, they just hadn't had an orgasm in like four years or whatever it is. And it's like, it's just incredible to think like that the, the reality of it all might be, Hey, like, let's slow down like the guy outside um, and take a deep breath and talk about this. Right. Maybe not even talk about it verbally, but like talk physically about it, you know, try to try to move as one. If the solution is that simple, not that it's simple, but if it's that logical, we'll say, and people don't even see that. Yes, the and the thing to slow down, I'm going to do a quick demo for you just to try out if you sure, can try yeah. out and if your listeners can try it. So I want you to just get your hands together, put them together, and then rub your hands back and forth really fast together. Okay, now I want you to just slow down. Just slowly, slowly move your hands back together. Now notice how much more sensation you feel when it's slow than when it's fast. Okay. Now kind of close your eyes a little bit, and then I want you to just take in some nice deep breaths. And breathe in deeply, and then just try to feel the energy between your fingers, between your hands. You can even move your hands a little bit apart, like a few centimeters apart, half an inch. 
And just feel if you can kind of feel that energy in between your hands. Yeah, you can definitely feel like the warmth and the heat. Yes. For sure. And even with your chakras and your energy centers, you feel this kind of energy between you and your lover also. Okay, now you can open your eyes. And what I want to share with you is that when you slow down, the female can feel so much pleasure. So when males watch porn, for example, and they see that jackrabbit move and they're going really fast, the males right. are working really hard. You're doing extra hard work. You're exert really exerting yourself. You're going to fatigue more quickly. And because you're doing so much work and you're thrusting so hard, then you can feel like, oh, she must really be enjoying this. I'm really giving it right. to her. But <laughs> right. actually, our brain cannot process that rapid movement that quickly. So when you go slower, we actually will feel more. And yeah. sometimes even in stillness, like if I'm with my lover and we're just still and pause for a moment, I can actually have an orgasm then because I can feel right. so much more energetically even than whenever yeah. there's like too much movement going on. So that's Wait, does that mean that you could like, you could teach me how to throw a fireball? Yes. That's going like, to be on the next episode. <laughs> Is that where that, you think that's where that comes from though? Like in, in uh, mythology, like, you know, when they, that because of that sort of energy you can feel, cause you really can, you can feel like the heat coming off of, and if people interpreted that, like, you know, yes. Yes. street fighter. We have a lot of, yeah, exactly. We have a lot of energy and we have energies, chakras and energy centers in the palms of our hand too. That's an extension of actually of our heart chakra. So yes. just, you, so, but I do want to share about the hand thing going slow. Yeah, for sure. Even the females here, you could share that and have your lover try that and just explain to them. Like sometimes when you go slower, I actually feel more pleasure it can be more pleasurable because just how the sensation is felt. And then for males, when you self-pleasure masturbate, it's important that you don't always jerk off so vigorously because then you're desensitizing your penis. So then when, if you're not, you know, thrusting so fast and going back and forth and being more aggressive, you're not, you start to lose the erection. So you want to be able to play around with a more gentle touch whenever, and you know, slower things, whenever you're self-pleasuring and, maintaining an erection through that so that whenever you're with a woman that you're able to um, stay erect when you're able to slow down. And then for females, yeah. if we're using sex toys that are very, you know, like an intense vibrator or something, sometimes with some of those vibrators, it's good to put like a little towel or washcloth in between us. So to minimize that vibration a little bit and because we can also desensitize ourselves and then because a penis isn't going to be, you know, having that same vibration as a sex toy. And so we just have to be aware of that. So we, so we can play around with, sometimes we may want things a little harder or faster, or then are we also able to tap into slowing down and yeah. the slower sensual sex? And you're in, I mean, no one is saying like one way is better than the other, whatever, what I'm hearing, like ultimately come through a lot with what you say it is like, to be vocal about what you want, right? To talk to your partner, to talk to yourself. Like they keep, it's a common theme on this show with all the different guests that I have that we keep coming back to this idea that it's like, yo, like be, be honest with yourself, talk to yourself and also then take that out of your head and into your conversation with whoever you're, you know, having sex with or, or whoever's in your life or whatever, like communication really is 
I mean, why why is it that it's so insane for us to communicate with each other? It's so challenging to have intimacy. Like it's okay to fuck somebody or we can be on a surface level with a lover and be skin to skin. <laughs> but can we be on a deep level, like soul to soul, heart to heart and a deep connection with someone? And so it can be really a scary and edgy practice. One of the big practice for Tantra is for more intimacy is eye gazing because it's into me, you see. And when you can hold eye gazing with your partner, it will deepen that connection. Right. right. But so often we're, that feels awkward. You know, we want to have the lights off. We want to close our eyes. We don't want to communicate, but it's just like, we can literally have sex and fuck this person, but we can't have a conversation with them about what our needs are. All of a sudden we close down and we don't feel comfortable with that. But it's, I was I like, I saw some meme that was this like, you know, my grandma says, you know, if he, he can put, you can put his dick in your mouth and you can talk to him about what you want. <laughs> You know what yeah, I mean? It's no, like, no. okay, we can have sex, but then we don't want to talk about sex. And also for females, we need to communicate what our erogenous zones are and share that with our lover. Cause we're all differently. We can be like snowflakes, right? And certain areas on our vulva or labia or clit might be hypersensitive or, or um, not as sensitive. And we might enjoy certain pressure or touch here. And we need to stop expecting for our lovers to be psychic. Like we yeah. just need to let them know or even have a thing where it's like, I would love to watch you masturbate. Would you like to watch me masturbate and just show them what feels good for you so that we can start learning more about each other's bodies. Right. And, and that can be incredibly kinky and incredibly like a, a super different turn on. If you, if you haven't done that with your partner, you know, if you have, if you haven't gone to that place and people think like, Oh, it, Oh, it's so awkward or weird, or I'm not doing that or whatever do it just I, I feel like people would be amazed how how uh how easy that is after after you've like communicated with someone you know but by all means please communicate before you start masturbating in front of someone but um <laughs> yes always it's a communication thing you, you and you want to ask that outside the bedroom yeah, quite a few celebrities have gotten in trouble for masturbating without uh, consent in front of people. So make sure you get consent and you're communicating with your partner uh, before you do that. Um, something else that that you tapped on that I think is really important in what you do, um, and also like it's just important to bring up, is this idea of shame and 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 maybe why people want to have sex with the lights off and maybe why you know, people don't want to admit certain things or their desires or whatever. But I also like, I feel like you'd be amazing to ask about this idea that people, but mainly women, um, have been meant to feel like shameful about their orgasms and, and, and therefore, you know, now, however long later generations and forever later, it's like this societal uh, anchor that's passed down like that where women don't feel comfortable enough to actually come. Where does, where is that coming from? And like, how can, how can, how can we fucking get past that? Cause I, that's like fucking gross, man. Like it's just one of these things where 
it's one of the worst, one of the worst things that could happen. Like, come on, let's like, let's, let's like, uh, let's take a shot at this. Okay. I love that you're wanting to talk about this. This is important. Yeah. There's so much shame about sex and sexuality period for both males and females, but there's an added thing for females where there's a lot of slut shaming. And there's the old thing that's been in our society for a long time, the Madonna whore complex, where women that enjoy sex or, you know, oh, she's a nympho or she's she's a slut, you know. And so if we're fully embracing and enjoying sex, then we're judged. And so a lot of those things we might even be, it may be imprinted on us, even on a subconscious level more than a conscious level. So we have this disconnection of showing our pleasure because a lot of times women can orgasm on their own, but not in partnered sex. Because then we're starting to worry too much with how porn has impact us. We start worrying about performance. We start worrying about how our body looks. If I'm on top, the number one position for females to be able to experience orgasm is being on top. But if a woman is too self-conscious about how her breasts look, how her belly looks, this and that, and she's in her mind worrying and not tapped into her body, then that's going to impact her pleasure. When we're solo and by ourselves, we're not worrying about what anyone else thinks. And we can really drop in and connect to our bodies and have pleasure more easily. So if you're not comfortable with a lover and you're self-conscious, one thing, a fun thing to try and always ask for consent ahead of time is just, would they be open to being blindfolded? And they don't need to know why you want to blindfold them. Right. Just say, I'd like to play with that as a sensation play. So your other sensations are heightened by being blindfolded and just blindfold them and then be on top and just have as much fun as you, as you want to have and allow yourself to experience that pleasure. And a lot of times I've had clients too, they'll say, I'm self-conscious about my orgasm, my O face. I'm worried about what I look like. I'm like, well, how do you feel about your lover's O face? Oh, I was like, do you laugh at them in your mind? Or you, do you think it's funny or something? She's like, no, I don't. I said, well, what makes you think they feel that about you? It's such an honor for your partner to be able to see you in your full orgasmicness. Yeah. So one of the edgy practices that I work with my clients is I invite them on some self-pleasure rituals with Tantra, but also one of the practices that we do is self-pleasuring in front of a mirror. So that you can see how amazing you look in those ecstatic states of bliss and feel more confident when you're with a lover. So a lot of it is like the body confidence, negative self-talk. This is why, again, meditation practices will help you so you can not be stuck in overthinking and you can connect more into your body. So even if you're worried about something and you can't connect, focus on your lover even. Focus right. a little bit more on like, how are they breathing? What's happening in their body? And then drop back into your body. Where is this feeling good? Because the way you look sexy isn't on the outside. It's how are you feeling from the inside? That's what's sexy. So can you drop in with all of your five senses? Taste, touch, smell, hearing, you know, all the, all of those senses. And, and how much can you experience pleasure? using all of your senses and when you start to be more in touch with sensing and feeling instead of overthinking it can really make a huge shift for you to be able to experience deeper states of prolonged pleasure yeah yeah i mean that's huge what you said about the um the blindfold because i feel like 
most people would look at that as like a dom sub type of thing. But if you reverse it kind of right and you blindfold your partner and you kind of just like use their body, they, they maybe that eliminates a lot of the shame, stress, like whatever, and you can work with that. So it's like, you know, cause they can't see you or, or whatever it is, but that's, that's, a, that's, that's, you're just, you're full of game changers. You have all these game changers. Thank you so much. One thing that I wanted to suggest to Victoria's Secret is that in their dressing rooms, they have more like of a candlelight lighting instead of harsh fluorescent lights. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, Mad Max. And so um, what will happen? I don't know. There's some race today that I didn't get informed about. My apologies. But anyway. It sounds like you're being like lifted up. The whole house is being like <laughs> lifted up by like a... Independence Day spaceship or something. <laughs> so they're coming for me. Anyway, so <clears throat> oh my gosh, now I'm losing my train of thought about what I was going to say there. It's all the Texas Republicans coming to stop you from making women come. Yeah, they're they're not they're not down for this at all. My friends are like, "Why did you go back to Texas?" I'm like, "Well, they need some more open-minded thinking here." You know? Yeah, you're you're in a you're in a spot where you're probably the most needed. You know, like you're in a ideal place to help. I mean, those guys that are circling your your house right now and RVs or whatever the hell's going on, like they could probably use a conversation like this. Yeah, I've been thinking that. I've been thinking they have some issues. Just go out there with know. a sign that says, hey, stop. You know, I'll talk to you about it. You can make yeah. her come, I promise. They're they're focusing on revving the wrong engine. They need to- Man, you have a lot of mic drops. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So just just being able to experience pleasure in our body is so important. And I'm not sure what the question was before that I got distracted with erasing. Well, the <laughs> I, I think it's just like part of being human, right? Is like we, some people would say like, you know, we uh, deserve pleasure or we, and that's, that's like something that you can decide for yourself. But the, the idea of being human is the ability to feel pleasure, right? And if you're not doing that, you're taking away from the human experience, full stop. So when you don't feel pleasure for a long time, you know, then then you anxiety, depression, and sometimes it's just something there. You don't know what it is or you're just not feeling pleasure. And that is a huge, you, you almost stop, I mean, what you almost like lose a part of your humanity, maybe? Well, you're actually losing a part of disconnecting from your power source because our sexual energy is our most creative energy. It's our life force energy. We were literally created from sexual energy. So we don't just have to create a human life with that energy. We can also create the life our heart desires. We can focus through sexual transmutation techniques focus that energy and channel it towards our creative interests to really tap into our creative genius. These techniques were used by Nikola Tesla, Thomas Edison, Steve Jobs to tap into their creative genius. So a lot of times males, they may not have as much of a drive to um, go for their goals or their mission or their purpose if they're ejaculating frequently because they're draining their life force energy daily. For females, we get charged up by our orgasms. We lose energy through menstruation and through pregnancy and childbirth. Males, they lose their, their energy through frequent ejaculation. 
That's why I teach my male clients how to separate their orgasm from their ejaculation so they can be multi-orgasmic and have stamina for hours. And then they don't feel as drained or lethargic the next day because if you notice right after sex, women can be more talkative. Males can quickly fall asleep. <laughs> so you're literally draining that. And Muhammad Ali would say, <laughs> Muhammad Ali would say, I don't have sex for like four to six weeks before a match because he, yeah. he, he loses that extra oomph whenever he's going to go in there and perform in the ring. Yeah. You lose that edge. And so you're constantly losing your edge. So I help males with like porn addiction and different things like that, that are losing their edge in their business and their professional life. And if you've heard of the book by Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, chapter 11 is titled The Mystery of Sex. And it's talking about sexual transmutation. And this book was printed in the 1930s. So it's really edgy that he even mentioned this in the book and he couldn't go deep into it just because of even now people get right freaked out when you're talking about sex. So imagine yeah. 90 years ago, right? How how edgy this was for him to share this, but it was actually noted in talking about the most successful people of the time. What were they doing to have that success? And it's, yeah. you don't want to constantly leak your energy. So one of my clients is actually a male client and he's actually having better sex with his wife at 60 than when they were 30. And he was having to use Viagra when I started working with him. And now he's like, I'm pharmaceutical free. I'm fully functioning. My wife's happier than ever. And now he has like hour long sessions with his wife and she's having six to eight orgasms. He's like, I, I feel so much power in my penis. I wish I discovered this 15 years ago. But when I worked with him, I also worked with him some things on intimacy blocks and some things with anger and stuff from an old familial wound that he was able to work through a process and he says now his wife, he's a new person for himself and he's become a new spouse to his wife. And his wife had thanked him. Thank you for allowing me to finally get to know you. I heard that one coming. It was like how the roof is like vibrating. You know, I like to vibrate over here. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so, you know, and he's just like, you know, imagine after 30 years of marriage and he has an adult son with her that he's raised and he's finally letting those walls down so she can have a whole new relationship with him, which right. is so powerful. And she was shy to work with me, but sure. during my sessions, she's in her sixties. She would tell him, Oh, tell her, thank you. He'd be like, I want to thank you. My wife says to thank you is the cutest thing. She was very supportive <laughs> of the work he did. And it was a game changer for both of them. And they were experienced more pleasure together, even as you're older. So sex doesn't have to diminish. Oh, and I know what you're going to say now. That sexual energy too, if we repress or we disconnect or we have shame over our sexual energy, we're literally disconnecting from our power center. Of course, society, government, whatever is going to want us to be disconnected and feel shame about it because it lowers our vibration and our energetic frequency. And we don't show up as powerfully for ourselves and our lives. And we're actually easier to control and manipulate. So shame is a tactic for control. Wow. Again, another slam dunk there. <laughs> Huge. Um, okay. I'm slam so... dunking on this racetrack. I'm here. Let's <laughs> yeah, go. For sure. Um, I think so. A, a big, a big topic. Um, basically, like if we're if we're gonna go back to tantra and talk about like um, just like in closing, let's say if you were to close it, but you wanted to give, um, everybody listening sort of, uh, a basic, like 
one, two, three, or like a basic, like one, you know, step that, uh, they could, they could take into their daily lives. That's simple that they could practice, you know, as soon as this show is over and they go and rate five stars and they, they go and, and subscribe to all your social media and um, we send the police to your house to figure out, well, after all that's done, what can someone take from this interview uh, with you that they could use that would start them on the path to empower their, their life and, and in turn their sex life? To start with a meditation practice and to breathe deeply so they can experience that pleasure in their bodies. So just to tap in, whatever you can do to connect more to your body is going to be the biggest game changer for you. Okay. Yeah, that's great. That's huge. Um, and something that uh, I wanted to touch on briefly, because I know we don't have time to jump into the whole thing, but can you just explain um, in your Dr. Strange logical, but also amazing, mystical way. What is a soulgasm and how does it differ from just your basic orgasm? Oh, this is such a great question. Whenever you just have a regular orgasm, it's just all deep in your pelvic area, your genitals, you're feeling that pleasure. For me, whenever I had what they call, whenever you have your chakras, um, in your energy centers, there's this certain energy within Tantra and Kundalini yoga called the Kundalini energy. And it is like this, it's described, the visualization for that is almost you think of like a serpent, like the caduceus, like the snakes that go up around the wand. That's actually how it is with your spine. You have this um, inner flute in Tantra, it's called the Sashumna Nadi. And it's this inner flute from your sex organs all the way to the top of your head where your chakras are aligned. Well, the, the kundalini energy is wrapped around your root chakra at the base of your spine. When you start ha having an awakening, that energy can just start to wrap around and go all the way up to the top of your head. And it's called like having an awakening. So whenever I had an experience when I was with someone who had studied Tantra for a year, had mastered these techniques of separating orgasm from ejaculation to be multi-orgasmic, and I was able to have prolonged states of pleasure with him for five hours. That's wow. whenever this, yes. And I didn't know that he had studied Tantra. I didn't understand about that whenever I was first with him. He shared that with me later. And when I had this experience, what happened was since I was able to have these prolonged states of bliss and ecstatic bliss that allowed that energy to continue to move all the way through my body and my energy centers up to like my third eye, my crown chakra open. And I had yeah. an awakening. And that's when I said, I felt like that orgasm, like rocked me to my core. Like it was like on a soul level, I felt that not just on a superficial level. So why I think Tantra is so important is that we're taught how to have superficial sex. Watching porn is superficial sex. We know how to be skin to skin with someone, but can we be heart to heart? Can we be soul to soul with someone? Right. And if we're wishing, oh, I wish I could have a soulmate i would love to be with someone and have a soul match partner well how are you going to have attract a soulmate or develop a soulful relationship when you're only having superficial sex yeah so you need to be able to have that those deeper practices and that ability to really be present and experience prolonged states of pleasure that can be so healing just like marvin Gaye would sing about and that's how i had my awakening and the second time i had that experience with that, with that person, you know, was like two nights in a row when we were first together. And the second time I was just like, 
I just sat up in the bed and I looked him in the eyes and I was just, I just want to clone you and give one of you to all my friends. Cause my heart was actually breaking. Cause I was like, I don't even, I'm giving, I've been giving my friends sex advice for years. And I had already been a guest on Playboy radio several times. And I was having better sex than majority of my friends. And my friends were telling me I should write a book, but I realized I had only scratched the tip of the iceberg or what was fully possible for me. And that with this moment, I realized I was able to go so much deeper into full possibility. And I was like, I don't even know how to begin to share what happened. So that's why I started learning Tantra, because more people in the world need to know this, because this is what helped me start healing my past traumas and things and go from just reading self-help books that didn't give me tools to really self-actualize. I'm just kept reading, reading things and staying stuck in my logical mind. I didn't know how to embody the information and start living my life from my heart instead of living my life from fear. Now I live my life from a place of love. No, that's huge. That's amazing. So were you actually having a five hour orgasm? Would you consider that? No way. Well, no, I was having a great, I'm glad that you clarified that. I was having five hours of pleasure with this person with multiples between, but then it just kept like elevating up and I could just in in my, my intuition, I could sense that me being in full going all out in my pleasure, I wasn't going to push him to the point of no return. Cause as a female, sometimes you can feel like you could even amp up your pleasure, but you're like, Oh, my partner, that would be game over. If I really go full into how intense I'm feeling and to my full power and my pussy of what I'm experiencing, it's going to like pull that ejaculation from them too fast. So I have to slow things down. I have to dim things down, you know, and as we're restrictive and we're worried about, oh, is that going to be too much? The whole thing with women is so often we're stuck in feeling of too muchness for someone else in so many levels in our lives. So it's like, we're playing small, we're playing small. In this moment, I was like, he didn't even tell me he had had the master of these skills, but intuitively I could tell that he wasn't worried that I was going to throw him off what he was trying to do. And so I was able to experience this with no substances in our bodies, five hours. And it literally felt like maybe 20 minutes went by because time flies when you're having fun. Right. But I knew so much had happened, but it just was like a blip of time. And it was just like an out of body experience. I can't even begin to explain it. If more people were able to have sex like that, our whole world could change because it, it was a very healing and very profound experience for me that I hope to help other people be able to experience. That's part of my life's purpose and mission now. World peace through sex. Yes. You know, I mean, because if we, what is the one quote by mother Teresa, like to change the world, if we first, you know, we sweep our own front porch and we take care of our own things, you know, or Gandhi, like be the change you wish to see in the world. If we could start to change within us, then we would operate more from a place of love instead of fear And if we could let go of like these, all these things where people are hurting one another is hurt people, hurt people. So if we could start stop our own suffering, you know, when we want to heal the planet, well, it's not going to be any valuable thing to heal the planet if you haven't worked on healing yourself, because it starts with you. Tantra starts with you. The healing starts with you. And when we show up differently from a place of love in the world, then that's going to create a more loving world to be around. Yeah. And I, that's amazing. Totally. Um, and, and I think it's also too like, like to add to that, like, it's important to point out, you're not shaming people for watching porn, not shaming people for being in porn, you're not like, oh, whatever. No. It's just important to know that those people are like, 
train professionals. They train for that. Exactly. They, exactly. And I think that's a huge distinction. I, I had um, uh, another guest from another episode and they were like, those, those people are athletes, which yes, is so they're in perfect. amazing like, shape. Yeah, I have a and, and, I have a good friend that's a porn star, and she's been in porn for over two decades. She's in the Hall of Fame for porn. I actually introduced her to her current husband and awesome. a surgeon that I worked with. That's and um, she would talk about her job, and she would just wouldn't even refer to it as sex. She would refer to it as cardio because, like you say, it's a good workout, huh. the yeah. exercise. She was like, "Oh, that that's just cardio with penetration. That's just right. how she viewed it." Yeah. So when you're viewing porn, it's like, if you know that, then that's a healthier way of viewing it. Then, Hey, this is reality. You know, Yeah. This I mean? is going to teach me how to be a good lover. Like, no, we're not here to learn lessons from it's that. Just that it's just entertainment. Yeah. That's simple, simple, like flip of the coin. Like um, if you're viewing it for, you know, your entertainment, good. That's what I was there for, you know, but I just wanted to clarify that also yes. too, like, um, to close, uh, with something fun. Um, on top of of everything awesome you just said about about tantra and healing the world with sex and uh, achieving world peace with sex to close um so I have a question and you can choose before I ask it do you want the per there's one question there's two different ways of asking it one is extremely personal the other one is professional so you have to choose first personal or professional personal. Oh, wow. All right. Okay. So if you could have sex with anyone and learn from their uh, sexual energy, anyone in history, alive or dead, who would it be and why? Oh, my goodness. Let me sit here for a second. Anyone <laughs> in history. You, yeah. Alive or dead. Or dead. And that I would learn something from their energy. Yeah, you could have sex with them, and then you could also, in turn, learn their sexual secrets and all of that stuff. The personal side of that, I shouldn't even tell you what it's going to be, but it's a, it's a, it's a variation of the same question. But it's a good one. Um, I don't find this person physically attractive, but based on their their wisdom with Tantra, I would probably have to pick Osho because I would know everything because he brought Tantra to the West. So oh, I yeah. think that would be a, a profound experience to to see what would be intimacy would be like with someone that is that masterful in Tantra. So, And if you don't know who that is, go watch the Netflix documentary, Wild Wild Country, right? Yeah, and then you'll that's... be terrified. You'll be like, "Why would she ever choose that person?" No, but I, get I think, it. but I, get the, it. I think there's some there's some things you know. Margot Anand initially learned from Osho, and she alluded that she had been intimate with him, and she's like a legend in tantra. Has written some amazing books, and then one of my teachers over 20 years ago learned from Margot Anand. That's awesome. Okay, well, that wraps us up. Uh, Dominique DeVita, thank you so much for your wisdom and your guidance. Uh, you're amazing. And people should go follow you. Uh, where can everybody find you? Oh, thanks for asking. This has been such a fun conversation. Thanks for having me here. Please find me on social medias and Clubhouse. It's at Yes Tantra, Y-E-S-T-A-N-T-R-A. And my website is also YesTantra.com. And my YouTube is Yes Tantra. So I'm on, I'm most active on Instagram, but I'm also on Facebook. 
So find me there. And if you feel like you want to work with me one-to-one, -one, you can request a free 30-minute discovery call with me so we can see what goals you have and make sure we're a good fit to work together and that I can support you on your journey. And then I also have online courses and programs if you just kind of want to try it out a little on your own. I have an Intro to Tantra course and a self-love ebook. So I have some great resources to share, and then maybe we can put some things in the show notes. I have an audio file that you can sign up for that will actually help you have better orgasms for females. And I have another file for male stamina to last longer and stronger in the bedroom. So I have those resources for the listeners that are free that hopefully you can put in the notes here. 100%. It's going to help them have better orgasms. We're going to put it all over the place, everywhere. Yes. You know, we're going to have world peace through pleasure. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you. Thanks for inviting me. It was my pleasure. See ya. Big thank you to Dominique DeVita for schooling us all this week. Uh, I'm going to learn how to throw that fireball. It's going to happen. Listen, if you guys are in a loving mood, if you are enjoying sex party, there's a couple different ways you can express that. If you want to, uh, and you're listening on platforms like Apple, Spotify, literally anywhere, even the bootleg stuff, you can subscribe. So go ahead and subscribe if you want. You could leave a review if you feel inclined. If you're watching on YouTube, hey, how are you? You can subscribe there too. You can like the video. You could even leave a comment. And if you want to chat and you don't feel like leaving a comment, you could hit me up on Instagram, slide in the DMs. You could jump in the DMs on Twitter, slide, you know, slide all over the place. Send me a message. Say hello. And you know what? I will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. The party continues next week. Click subscribe and let's make this a regular thing. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at SexPartyFM. Follow Dustin at Dustin Ribka.